Hey, welcome back to another episode of Defy the Norm podcast. Uh, so today I'm sitting down with Stacy at Opting Out of Normal. And you know, I always say it's one thing to be a 20-something and choose to live in a van. It's awesome. But you know, it's an easy decision. It's another thing to have young kids and do it before you have to worry about like teens being... Um, ostracized for not being part of the cool group and going to prom and football games and all that stuff. Well, today we want to talk about the other end of the spectrum. Uh, like what happens when you're empty nesters? And while there are a lot of empty nesters, what I really found amazing about Stacy is that she was brave enough to realize that if she didn't jump on this opportunity now, she would end up having regret. And I think there are so many people that no matter what stage of life you are at, whether you are 20 or 30 with just young kids or 45 like me with five kids or 55 and retired or older. And, you know, you have this nagging feeling that like, "Mm, just my soul would be so much happier if I just did blank. doesn't have to be RV living. Whatever it is that to you would be living boldly. If, if you just, trust it. If you just jump and know that the staircase will appear, I think everybody I talk to in these situations, uh, you know, reinforces this idea that it does, it, it's not easy. We're not pretending that it's easy, but it does work out. So trusting your instincts. So it was really cool for me to talk to Stacy and hear it from her that the exact same thing that I'm saying that like, yes, you know, you have this nagging feeling inside and and these ideas that just pop up and for me you know I know they just ruminate for me until I make a decision and and every single time I mean I I've talked about this on the podcast lately a lot that for there's been three times in my life that I'm in the exact same situation and right now I'm in this situation and granted I have we have this COVID COVID era that does complicate things. You know, I keep keeping this home base just in case. And yes, it's really nice to travel without all my belongings, but it's kind of a waste of gas that I have to go back one week out of the month and check up on it and things like that. But two times before I've been torn, I've just known like, no, 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 like the house, a house is not for me. I get, I just don't get much joy out of it. And every time I make the decision and pull the trigger to like move forward, we're done with the house, we're in the RV again. Every single time, I never look back with regret, ever, ever. And it's amazing to be in this situation yet. And so it was fun. Stacey and I talked a little bit about that, about what we, what you give up with your house and all the benefits, all the great things that come with uh, living in an RV and having uh, neighbors that, you know, it's a, it's changing. I think it's fun that, you know, you you meet new neighbors and, you know, you part ways, you might reconnect at some point, but the uh, diversity is, is really entertaining, especially for someone like me. So let's get into this interview. To inspire you to boldly and unapologetically live outside the box, dream big, and question everything. This is the Defy the Norm podcast with nomads with a purpose.
thank you so much for joining me. I, I, I can't wait to hear your story because I, I it's, it's not a very long story, actually. <laughs> you just said this is what we're doing and we're just going to go do it. You know, I guess it all started with um, with the fact that our baby went off to college. So we're blaming it all on her. So <laughs> so she went off to college in another state and um, she came home the first year, the first summer, she came home and got a summer job. And we decided we were gonna go to our first vacation ever without the kids. We have two daughters. Okay. And so we were gonna go on our first vacation without the kids ever. And um, so we said, you know, can you stay home and watch the dog? And that'd be great. And she said, sure. So we went on this vacation and during that time I get a text and she says, mom, so I've been thinking next year, the dorms aren't open. And so I'm going to be getting an apartment and I'm going to be renting it for the whole 12 months. And I think I'm going to get a summer job in West Virginia. So I don't think I'm going to be coming home. And as a mom, a brand new empty nester, I mean, all I've ever known is to be a mom. I mean, my, I had a kid at 19. I was 29 when I had my second. So I was thinking, oh, okay. So you're never coming home again. <laughs> I, oh so, man. Yeah, that would be a shock. Yeah. It was, it was. And, and it was, okay, she's, she's not even coming home for the summer. Like, why not? Uh, you should come home for the summer. <laughs> so she, we got home, we finished our vacation and during that vacation, we went on an 11 mile hike on accident. There was a closed road we weren't supposed to go on. And we took the chance when we saw some other couple coming out and we're like, oh, is it worth it to cross over the do not cross thing? And um, so we added about six miles to our already hiking day just to go on this other epic part of this trail that was apparently closed. But anyway, <laughs> shouldn't do that, I suppose. Um, you might want to leave that out. <laughs> but um, so we, during this 11 mile hike, I said to my husband, I said, so we're kind of young. We're like in our forties still, what are we going to do now? Like, do we just work all day, every day and come home and mow the lawn on weekends and do it all again the next week, like for 40 more years. And he said, well, I've been thinking <laughs> and it kind of went from there after a couple of bottles of wine and some late night conversations, we just decided, you know what, there was more to it than just owning a, owning your dream home. So we decided to, we had, we, we've always RV'd with our kids. Our kids are very active in off-road riding and hiking and exploring and that's how we spent our weekends. So, um, but we've never lived in one before that. So we decided, you know what, we'll try it. We'll sell our house. We had a, a house that we lived in and then a rental property. And we decided we would just sell it all and try it. And it's been four and a half years. So here we are. Wow. <laughs> I guess that's pretty much the whole story. <laughs> and it's funny because I only knew you from uh, Pinterest. Because I gotta tell you, like that yep. was the one thing that um, your pins always stand out to me, and like they're always so oh, they aesthetically very pleasing to the eyes. So, and then when I started oh, the podcast, I'm going to here. 
Yeah, and because I don't think you guys aren't as active on Instagram, right? Are you? Um, we are on Instagram, but it's not as active. Um, we actually started out more on Instagram until Facebook bought them out, and then things changed. Yeah. And um, you're not really following the people that you're following. You're following the people who pay to have them seen in front of you. It's a whole different dynamic than when we first started on Instagram, yeah. and it's it's not as uh, it's not as fun anymore on Instagram. I still try. I still go on there and post when when I have things, but I have geared myself more toward the blog because it's fun. I'm not good at it, but it's fun. <laughs> Well, I, yeah, I like that uh, you have good perspective in life because it's true. If my daughters, uh, because I had younger, well, when we first started this lifestyle and started the blog, my then 17 year old started it with me. And so Instagram was natural for her. If you ask her today, Absolutely. it's like, she's actually like, it's, it's kind of good because she doesn't have much attachment to it now. So I get to be yeah. a little bit more of my lively self on it. And I don't have to worry about her saying, well, that's not a set like mom, you didn't post the right thing. And she's just like, yeah. I don't care. Do what you want. And that helps yeah. me because I don't follow <laughs> guidelines very well, but it's interesting right, because right. my kids, I can't even fathom like that transition. Um, since all yeah. five of my kids are still with me. And even as yeah. two are adults now, they're still with me. And I can yeah, imagine yeah. Like, that that would be uh, for me very much. In fact, I think it's almost a blessing that your daughter said after, that she wouldn't come home in the summer because if she right. said, you might have just stayed in the house waiting those exactly. nine months. And exactly. Don't you feel like it's, it's hard as a mom? Like, you know, you want to be there for your kids all the time, but at the same time, probably through this lifestyle, you realize, oh, I have to be me. Like it, it gave you permission. Exactly. To own. Exactly. Exactly. And it also gave her permission to be her. And she was only about five hours away. We were in Pennsylvania. She was in West Virginia. And, you know, my kids are nine years apart, thanks to the military. So, <clears throat> and deployments. So, you know, my first daughter moved out at about the same age and did her thing in college. And so, but I always had the baby at home. So I was yeah. still a mom. I still had a full-time mom. My mom, I'm still a mom today, but, right. um, you know, it's, it's surreal at that point, you're losing a part of you, but on the other hand, I'm very lucky to be married to my best friend who is on a phone call right now. So I apologize. He's not here. He's on a, on a solar console. Um, but we have an amazing relationship and I was anxious to also tap back into that because we were full-time parents. And when I say we were full-time parents, we were invested in our kids. <laughs> we wanted to do what was right as, as all parents do. But I think sometimes a, a, an adult relationship gets lost in that. And so then you end up as empty nesters and you don't know where to go from there. So I was anxious to tap back into the just him and I, and it's been so amazing because we've gone on long hikes together. We can sit and talk without someone asking me where the pop tarts are. Yeah. And <laughs> it's, it's awesome. But on the other hand, 
I'm also very blessed that both of my girls, I'm very close with them. In fact, I talk to them. We are on a three-way chat every single day. And I have a new grandbaby that's a year and a half old. And I flew out to, to Pennsylvania uh, last year and helped, it was in the delivery room, was invited into the delivery room. Thank God it was before COVID. Um, she's trying to have another baby and my youngest is getting married in September. So we're heading to Florida for her destination wedding. And it's, it's amazing. It's like I created these little adults and now they're real people. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there's a satisfaction with that. Even though I miss being a full-time mom, I have daily contact with them and I don't know how lucky that is, but it feels lucky to me to be able to to talk to them every day, even though we're in three different states. My youngest is in Virginia working for uh, Homeland Security. My uh, oldest is in Pennsylvania and I'm here in Mississippi right now. So, but it's like no time goes because I talk to them every day and they're usually the ones that initiate the conversation. So I don't feel like I'm a hover mom. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, so like, do you so have things it, that you- It is, I'm very blessed. Yeah. And do you have like insight you can give? Because I think all moms struggle with it. I know I do. I can tell you do love struggling with that balance between like, I want to be fully yeah. present, but I don't want to be that helicopter mom. I want to be able to. Exactly. Like, yeah. Are there things that you, you know, I, I guess I've just uh, with the military, my husband was gone a lot. So I was, I was their person. Um, we were happened to be active duty during 9-11 and my husband is a CB, which um, it's technically Navy, but it's um, he's never been on a ship. So he does the construction side of it. So he was deployed for eight months and home for seven for a rotation of almost the whole 20 years. Wow. Um, so we moved, we were, we moved 16 times in 20 years. I mean, we moved a lot. Um, and I, I guess I was, I just have always made sure that my kids, yes, they missed the, their dad, but mom didn't check out when dad left. Yeah. So you have one job as parents, one job, and it only lasts for about 18 years. I'm still a mom and they're 25 and 33, but I'm not a full-time mom. So I had one job and that was to get them to be a productive adult. And I did it. I did. And I, my husband helped a lot. He helped from afar. And then when he was home, he stepped right back into his daddy role. But there, there has to be something where you have to be thankful and let go um, and be glad that they're adults and that they've spread their wings and you've put them on the road and hope that they make the right choices and be thankful when they do. And pick them up when they don't, because they're not perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, my husband's a personal trainer and he has a couple clients actually that are in their eighties and he'll talk yeah. to these women and, and, you know, besides making them physically stronger and not have injuries, you know, sometimes he'll be like, what sparks joy or what, what do you, you know, what makes you happy? And it's like, there's a big difference in the generation gap. And they're like, well, what do you mean? Like, yeah. I don't, like, we didn't. We didn't grow up. We didn't get to raise our kids and contemplate these, these bigger questions of like, what right. makes me, me. And in some ways it's kind of um, hard. He feels bad because that can trigger a lot of re, uh, regret for them. So he tries to like, okay, well, let's, let's do, you're, you're still alive. Let's do one step today that is going to make you really happy. But overall, I find like right. the people I work with, it's, 
it's really hard to separate that as a parent sometimes like this, yeah. this self-sacrifice versus self-fulfillment. So yeah. it's like you're doing a good job and maybe yeah. that. I mean, it, it was hard to let go to a point, but I, like I said, I'm very blessed that I have my two girls who communicate with me on a daily basis over just silly daily things that happened at work or uh, right now planning a wedding has been a oh, lot I of talk. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. And, and if I don't hear from them for a couple of days, that's okay too. I usually just send a, a message to the group that we have. And I just say, I love you guys, you know, yeah. just, Hey, I'm out yeah. here. Don't forget about me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about RVing because so a lot yeah. of our listeners are think about, oh, should I RV? I don't know about you, but I get a lot of messages more and more about like, okay, yes. I'm, I'm ready. I want to make the jump. Well, first, my question would be, do you find that more and more people now post COVID are embracing, are looking to move into RVing or do you find the opposite? I do. I do. Um, in fact, uh, even, even the prices of RVs have, have, gone up and stayed up because of the people that because they can they can sell them for that because there are so many people who are wanting to make the leap and i don't know if it's a realization that life is short um or if it's just something that sparked in them because they can now work on the road there's so many companies i think that have said wow we're still productive and we were forced into remote work I do work remotely still. And I mean, I, I have, so remote work wasn't foreign to me even before COVID. So I do think there's a lot of more, a lot more people wanting to try it, seeing what we are, we're all posting out there that you can live and work on the road and have these epic adventures and spend so much more time with your family. Um, I'm seeing a lot of full-time families were kind of involved with the escapers okay. and which, which always invite the full-time families to the events. And, um, and so I've gotten to know a lot of the full-time families. My boss is in full-time families even. And um, so it's, it, it's a great lifestyle, but it also takes a lot of flexibility. It takes a lot of, you, you gotta at least know kind of what you're doing or at least be flexible enough to, to kind of go with the flow kind of thing if something goes wrong. And so it's not for everybody, but it is an epic life. If you want to do it for a year or three months or 10 years, we've met some amazing people on the road that have done it for 20 years, long before RVing was a thing, they were out there RVing. So yeah. what do you think has been is, the hardest thing for you? Oh, we are both super easygoing. That's a good question. Um, God, the hardest thing has been maybe you know, even when things break, we that's when we're at our best. When we're stranded on the side of the road and it happens to everybody, we talk softly. I know my job is to try to find some help or, or find out what he needs to get the help. Um, we've, we got bad gas one time. So our truck literally stalled in the middle of the road because we had water in our tank. 
Um, and, and we were passing through this town. We had reservations on the other side. So, you know, I don't know that there, there is a bad thing. Bad things happen. Life is life. It is yeah. just is what it is. I mean, bad things broke in my sticks and bricks home too. Um, I don't know that there is a bad thing because we don't let it get like that. Right. Um, we never get frustrated with the actual lifestyle. It is just still life. Yeah, it's uh, true. So You're right. Things like houses take so much maintenance and yeah, yeah. it's no different. I um, mean, you're obviously uh, on the same side as me that it's just about like adaptability is one of the best things it you is. can have when you go into this, um, the mindset. And it's, uh, I don't know. I don't think we, we don't necessarily avoid discomfort. Like dis I don't look at discomfort as like a bad thing. You know, of course yeah. you're going to try to yeah, seek same. comfort, but it's like, oh, it's an opportunity yeah. to provide you with um, something different. Or our family just finished uh, yeah. for my birthday yeah. this week. We did an 18 miler. Our entire family hiked 18 miles. Wow. And that was the first time for us to the entire family cover that many miles together. And yeah, it was exactly like that at the toward the last two miles are painful and you're just like this is oh, yeah. just what you do you just put one foot in front of the other but my feet hurt yep mine do too but yep. i'm hungry yep. yep i am too but yeah. we just keep going and i it was yeah it was really powerful moment. what a great accomplishment though that's, it was that's amazing i was amazed because my 10 year old she's done some big hikes but that was a big like to, i think she's probably done some 12 milers but not 18 and and yeah. my husband too he is not he does not love hiking at all. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He normally stays back with, he didn't have a baby to like baby anymore. Normally he'd stay back when she was little and, yeah, yeah. and babysit, <laughs> but now he's like, well, you guys are all going to do it. Yes. I'm going to have to do it too. Yeah. <laughs> so it, yeah. So it. did you do it in multiple days or just one no, day? One day. Wow. Yeah. wow. Yeah. It was, that's amazing. I haven't done one that long yet. Yeah. I think was, our big, has been about 12 or 13 but but and that kicked my butt <laughs> well that's still very impressive and for an 18 miler this was a real it's one i recommend it wasn't the elevation gain was maybe 2,000 feet for the whole thing so yeah it was good it was in the sawtooth i don't know if oh, you've nice. been yes there. i have okay. i have been there it's beautiful so the beauty of the sawtooth made it it helped for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah that's that's awesome okay what about let's say some of your favorite things like what do you tell people oh my gosh you've got to live in an rv because i love this part um that we we find the off the beaten path places so that's our favorite okay. um we don't mind crowds we're not introverted a lot of people think that because you live in an rv you're introverted we are very much not introverted um but we love finding things that are are way off the road something that is not on google that you can't really find too much information on and we find these epic waterfalls and slot canyons and places to explore and i think that's my favorite part would be would be to find those places um to kayak we love kayaking and hiking are our two favorite things to do um so yeah to find these obscure places that are out in the middle of nowhere that people pass by in a car every day and never notice that's our favorite part yeah and how do you usually do you use an app when you're trying to find these spots or 
sometimes we use uh, we just use Google. Other times it's word of mouth. Um, we we went and found uh, we were looking for we found on Google a hideaway um, waterfall that you could only access by kayak uh, because the the land had split open and it was a very small little path to get in there. And we couldn't find it. We found it on one little site on the internet, which did not describe how to get there. They just gave pictures and I thought, oh, I gotta go there. So we walked, we went around town, everywhere in that town that we went, we said, do you know where the hidden falls are? Do you know where they are? And everyone's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. We, we must've asked 10 people. And so we went to this boat launch and there was some old man in his 80s pulling his uh, pulling his old tin fishing boat out of the water. And I said, I'm going to give it one last try. So we rolled down our window and introduced ourselves and said, you know, we're not creepy. We just want to ask you a question. <laughs> Do you know where the hidden falls are here somewhere on this lake? And he's like, oh, my God, I just came from there. It's been raining for three days and it's beautiful. So you got to check it out. And I said, so we picked his brain for 20 minutes in the parking lot and he told us where to go to park, how to maneuver the lake to get back there. And it was the most epic experience. It's still my favorite. Wow. I think we were one month into RVing at that point. And we got back to, after a beautiful day of kayaking and we got back to our truck to a note on our truck, the man had come over and put a note on our truck, inviting us to a, a, a town uh, event that night, an art event. So we went and met him and his wife at this, and we're still friends today. So <laughs> that's so, so awesome. It, it was experiences like that are just maybe it had nothing to do with RVing, but we were there because we RVed. Um, so, so it's experiences like that that really, really heighten it for us. In a way, like, yeah, you're saying a message. I always say that it's um, it's not so much about RVing or travel. It's that you're putting yourself out in the world, open to new experiences. My son, my oldest son, when he was 12, 13, was like a typical little boy, wanted to play video games all the time. And I'm like, but there's an opportunity cost. I said, I don't have a problem. Well, I did have a problem with some of the video games, but I had, a, I said more, it's that the opportunity cost that you're not doing something else. And so a lot of times with RVing and travel, it just, you get so many opportunities for interactions. Yes. We had something similar in Spain. I got stuck on a rock climbing wall and this Spaniard came over and saved me like to help me get oh. off. And, and then we ended up becoming friends. And then because we went climbing with him, he was talking to some other hunters and they happened to be from California. And then they left a note on our car, like, Oh, are you the climbers from Cali? Come over and stay the night with us. And so yeah, yeah it's just, it is really actually the people you meet. And so I, you probably find this, but a lot of people ask me about, they want to have all their ducks in a row before they do it. And yes. while you do want to have some form of that, I think overall, the less ducks you have in a row, you almost, yeah, it's almost easier because you're so busy. It's like you're so busy looking at the map that you don't see the turnoff that's right there in front of you. And a lot yes, of times when you just that's true. go and you, you kind of, as long as you have the intention, what you're trying to create, whether that's just more happiness, less stress in your life, more sunshine, right. that a lot of times it just turns out, it works out. 
you can't explain it, it to does. people until they till they live it. Exactly. And, and it's not for everybody. It, it, there, there are stressful days. So it depends on how you handle stress and, and how you, how you live your life and what, what matters to you. For us, it was, we wanted to, to explore the United States in 20 years in the military, we moved so much and we were in, we even lived overseas for three years. And yet, he was gone so much. I would take the girls on the USO trips and such, but we didn't really get to explore, explore freely. We always had to get home. And, um, and it was, so it's different when we sold it all. It was, it was a, uh, like a revelation almost like lifting all the weight off your shoulders. We had no more stuff. All we have is what's in here. And you can get buried in stuff. I can tell you that for sure. You can get buried in stuff. We bought our dream home and we filled every corner. <laughs> yes. So yes. You, you I know really, me, I got to a point, like you're always too trying with the, your house to like make it a little bit better or make it, you rearrange this, reorganize this. Yes. And then when we moved out of our house into our RV, it was like, I didn't care. It just felt good to not care anymore. How yes. things were like perfectly done. And, you know, we have a home base that we come back to in the last couple of months that we come back to every like once a month to, um, to, we actually have two RVs. So we switch RVs depending on the trip. Oh, nice. And I, I mean, part of it, we did a little bit out of fear with like how much was locked down. I started to worry, you know, with five kids, we eat a lot. I started to worry mostly about food that I didn't yeah. feel like we could stock up on enough food. And so when this, my, it's a uh, relative's house and I'm like, okay, at least I can keep freezers there. We don't have to be there. Yeah. But the worst part is I can't believe how much stuff we've accumulated in six months that and we're yeah. not even here. It's just yeah. that part. <laughs> I, I mean, I think we're getting pretty close to like, I don't, I don't know. I, I say, I go back and forth. I'm like, no, no, I think it'll be fine. So a little bit, let's talk about that a little bit. Like, what is your impression as far as, I don't know, with like shutdowns or did you guys experience anything that concerns you or you know during the last we did week. in fact um we have made a decision based on the shutdown that we need a bug out place <laughs> okay so um so we have looked at some land in tennessee just some land um we can put our own hookups in we don't ever want to go back to a sticks and bricks house we love our rv we love living tiny if it's not this rv then it'll be a tiny home or another small rv I say small, our RV is 39 feet and people look at us like that's small, Yeah. but compared to our 2,200 square foot house, it is small. Yes. <laughs> so, um, but yes, we, we put a bid on, uh, for some land on, in Tennessee and we were outbid. Somebody asked, uh, gave more than the asking price and we're like, no, we'll find something else. So, yeah. um, so we're still looking for that, but yeah, it, it was, it, we boondock 99% of the time. So we never thought we have solar, we have water bladders, we have water filters. So we never thought until COVID hit and they, they closed all of the public lands that we would have a problem. And then we went, oh, okay. So the government is still involved. Yes. <laughs> so, so we do have, because my husband's military and has always been um, somewhat of a prepper, I guess, without, without being a hoarder kind of thing like we had don't we don't have a lot of stuff but we do have a lot of 
freezer meal packages. Like we have enough to feed ourselves for about three months. Um, and it's, it's in one of those containers that last 20 years. Okay. One of those, I don't yeah. know what they call them, but, um, like a big thing of oatmeal that's freeze dried or something. So, <laughs> um, but we, we do have enough food for about three months. We did not fall into the whole toilet paper thing that was going on. And then we got nervous because after about two months, we didn't have enough toilet paper. So I was buying baby wipes and like all those just in case things. Yeah. So yeah, that to, you know, to be honest, that was a scary part. And I realized we both realized how vulnerable we were even in our RV. And even as, as we boasted about how self-sufficient we thought we were, we really weren't. So yeah. I catch it, myself when we're in our RV, like just, it makes me just think a little bit more because I probably, I might be like your husband. It's not like prepper in that sense, but I, my brain can't help but overanalyze all the time. And so yeah, I'm just constantly yeah. thinking, oh, okay, well, so, oh, we don't let the water drop under a half or even gas tanks, uh, like where I used yeah. to be very minimalist, like, oh no, we'll just wait till we're like tapped out. And then, and so it yeah. does change that part that I it does. have a few. It definitely does. And I think, I don't know, the land one's interesting because technically we're on like 60 acres, I think here. And it's, um, it is nice to have, to have that. If anything, if something needs to shut down, I'll put out like people can just come to, I can fit a lot of RVs yes. on this land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it, I do think um, community, I, for me, the big difference has been instead of me always thinking self-sustainability, I, I can do what I can, but it's better for me to think as a team, we're like, we oh, can yeah. do more. And so I, I, I've been trying to, to open my mind more to that. Like, no, no, yeah. I think that instead of always feeling like, what did I do? I think of like, no, 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 there's, there's so many good people <laughs> in the world. And I think like, otherwise I'd make myself crazy worrying about yeah. what if. The road family has been our, our biggest thing that we didn't know. Um, we we left knowing no one on the road really and we have the biggest road family of people that are supportive they're like they're real family they would stop anything and drive 16 states to come see me <laughs> if i needed them yeah and and i would do the same for them that has been huge to us we have we have formed these deep family ties with people that we just met four years ago while camping in the same boondocking place that they were or joining a, a convergence with the escapers, you know, and just somebody that we met by chance. Yeah. And we formed these incredible relationships. I never would have thought that never. I do like, um, I think that's the best part about <coughs> campgrounds, whether you're in an actual campground or boondocking, like, you're, you're usually surrounded by pretty like-minded people, which yes. really yeah. is comforting. It, it, it really is. Nice. I, it is. I choose the, I choose a campground any day over, <laughs> over yeah. a neighborhood. And then the best part is when you've had enough of your neighbors, you can drive away. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. And, and then you can go do your own thing. In fact, for a while, a couple years ago, before COVID, we were traveling as a a community. There were three or four of us. And then one would kind of go off and come back and we would go off and come back. And it was, it was great because there were no expectations. There were, there was no, um, you don't you have know, to the justify. night before we, 
exactly the night before we'd say hey we're taking off tomorrow we weren't going to but we're going to now and they'd say oh that's great i hope you come back or maybe we can meet up soon there there's there wasn't any hard feelings or why are you leaving us there's no drama i hate drama <laughs> hate it so it just it, they really all became our road family and we have this little community inside of a bigger community of say the escapees or the escapers or any of the other little uh communities that are out there and you find your people you find your tribe and it's amazing yeah that's awesome that's so great um so is there anything like any last i know you gave a lot of empowering words for anybody considering this lifestyle but um maybe any advice you want to give people if they're like a little bit on the fence right now or you know, the, the one piece of advice that has helped us immensely is that even though we were in our dream home and we had everything around us and we had all the new cars and all the new things and constantly doing things in the house, we did it all with cash. Um, and I don't mean like physical cash, but we would save our money from working and then pay for it. So when we left, uh, for our RV life. When we sold our home, we'd only owned it for six years. So we didn't make too much money from that. Um, and, but we left debt free. We have no car payment, no RV payment, and we don't drive around in old things either. So they're pretty new. Um, and that has helped us more than anything, because though my husband has a small retirement from the military, he wasn't an officer or anyone super important. Um, he did his 20 years and we're able to do this life because they provide us medical insurance. That period right there is the reason why we were able to. Um, but the second reason is because we left debt free. So we don't owe anybody anything. We have our monthly insurance like everybody else and our monthly cell phones and all of that. About a year into it, I got a small part-time job. I'm a, a subcontractor for a Pinterest, actually, <laughs> uh, for a Pinterest company. So, um, so I do a little bit of virtual assistant with that, with the my my boss's clients, and and so that gives us a little bit of extra spending money for the tours that we would have never done because we live super simple. Um, going out to dinner a few times extra for the month, things like that, but really it's being debt-free that has allowed us to to continue on because we don't worry about if we have enough money to make the next car payment or the next rv payment or the next high credit card bill so if people are thinking about it i would say try really hard to pay off as much as you can and leave as close to debt-free as you can it's very helpful yeah, it's really good advice. That's what we did too. I think the combination of having zero debt and the combination of, um, oh, you're talking about something, the, um, oh, just not having stuff. Like people do yeah. not realize on one shoulder how much debt weighs you down and on the other shoulder, how much your stuff is weighing you down. And so I can tell like you have Perfect a lot of energy, exactly. like me, like yeah. you're, you see, you see the beauty in life. Like the, most people don't have that mindset of adaptability or of like being able to like, whatever things break, we'll just deal with it. And they usually don't because they have, they're just burdened with these other 
worries that I, I always talk about subconscious programming. You don't realize that yeah. your subconscious is constantly worrying about these things or, or weighed down by these things. So yeah, that's really good advice. And yeah. I mean, there was a lady following us a couple weeks ago um, while we were pulling our trailer and she sent me a message later. I didn't know who she was, but she sent me a message later. The back of our trailer, we have um, a little sticker on there that says, um, uh, what does it say? Now I just went boom, right out of my head. <laughs> um, we're living our dream. Um, tomorrow is never promised. So we're living our dreams today. And that, that is just, it, it perfectly goes with what, how we feel. And apparently this young woman was having a really bad day. And she said that that sticker, that saying alone on the back of our trailer made her whole day turn around. So it is true. I mean, tomorrow is never promised. And, and we've seen that sadly in so many areas, both with our road family who made plans to do something and then something medically happened. Um, or people who said when we retire and then they just didn't make it to retirement. And so they worked their whole life for something that they didn't get to reap the benefits for. So yeah. it, it's, it's one of those things. If you don't wait, don't wait to have kids. Don't wait till it's the right time. Don't wait to travel. Just do it. And if it doesn't work out, do something else. It's okay. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. That's so great. Yeah. Well, Stacy, I'm so glad. Tell everybody listening where they can find you and follow you and uh, read your blogs and all that. Sure. We have a, everything can be accessed through our blog. Um, we have a Facebook and we have a uh, Instagram, of course, but they all have the links on our blog, which is optingoutofnormal.com because we are opting out of normal. <laughs> I love it. Yes. You're defying the norm in, uh, yes. in action, which is what you spirit. have on your, on your, yours. I was looking yes. at yours too. <laughs> yeah. Defying the norm is our, is yeah. our motto. And it's, it's great. Well, thank yeah. you so much. I really enjoyed oh, that. I love so your energy. It was so amazing meeting you and seeing you. I feel like I'm meeting you yeah. um, and seeing you on here. It's, it's great. I'm so happy you invited me on. Well, I hope that our, our paths cross at some point and we can hang out and, and enjoy a fire or a yeah, clam night or something. <laughs> that would be great. That would be awesome. All right. All right. Nice talking Thank to you, Robin. It was Thank great. You. All right. Awesome. Thanks. See you later. Bye-bye.